thought we were live. We had a guy who does that. All right, well, here we go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a Thunderdoming Wednesday Night Slaughtering. Pat McAfee promoting, my God, episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything from NXT TakeOver having three evil exes. Oh, my God. SummerSlam ending so we can finally get to payback. And Vince being a handful in the bedroom. Just wanted to see if Matt was paying attention. We're probably not oh, going to have time hot. for that discussion point at all. This, Matt, this it's, so it's another hot, spicy week of wrestling, as it is every week. Uh, what better way to enjoy that than with some peanut butter whiskey? Well, this is what I'm going to drink. Definitely a time to, uh, to pull out, uh, pull out the good stuff. Uh, I think, I think the nerves are actually hitting me to go live for a few times. So I've got the old double O's built right now. Uh, and it is hitting the spot more ways than one. Uh, well, this is a I, screwball single nut. So you had the I'm double trying. oak. This was a single peanut went into this bottle. Ooh. I don't know I'm if that's to true. How quickly can I do this next time is to share all this stuff when we go live um, on all the other systems. Uh, and uh, everybody, uh, we also have to mention, uh, just to um, break the fourth wall here, we know that we were chatting at the start of the show. Um, just a couple of pro professionals uh, <laughs> not figuring out how OBS Studio works quite yet. Uh, but hey, hey, we're live. Yeah, we got it now. Um, Quick, uh, quick reminder, everybody. Um, I believe yes, you can see the chat at the uh, the top here. Let me make sure I get the right finger. It, uh, it, there it is. The chat. If you type in any message, you should be able to uh, to send us some messages uh, through YouTube and Facebook. They will show up here, and then uh, we can actually answer your questions live for the first time uh, as the brothers of discussion. All right, uh, but we do have a lot to talk about today, so uh, forgive me if I miss anything, because I will be going between our show notes and, and whatnot. Uh, but, Mike, uh, we got to remind everybody to find us at BODpodcast.com. You know what? I got to get a banner going. What am I doing? We got to do BODpodcast.com. You can find us on uh, Twitter at BODpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. You can find our YouTube channel if you're watching us on Facebook or on Twitter. You can find that show and just subscribe there and you won't miss an episode that is just the brothers of discussion and uh what we want to start doing for you is uh having you find all the blogs and everything at bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com uh that is going to be the way to go all right mike let's let's roll through the very first live episode of the brothers of Dis you know what? i'm doing that it's like i'm doing a second intro uh, it is. It's just it's just sixty minutes of intros. Wrong That's way. what wrestling well, is. We do the opposite of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. We'll do sixty minutes of intros instead of the sixty minutes of. Uh, is it epilogue? I just had that conversation today. Uh, a, uh, well, epilogue is at the end. Right. Uh, prologue. The opposite. I said yeah. The opposite. Prologue. Preamble. Yeah. Uh, so Matt, we got we got a big weekend. WWE's rolling out. Some pretty cool stuff, but I'm just excited looking at the notes, what's in store for today. And after last week, after the past couple weeks, it's been a lot of humdrum, a lot of uh, Debbie Downers. And it looks yeah. like this is just lighthearted, just some wrestling. There's nothing, you know, shaking our moral core, uh, you know, nothing making us, you know, worried about the humanity 
uh, in its entirety about the, the future of the human race. It just looks like it's a wrestling episode. So Matt, what better way to, you know, bring everything back to a, you know, a nice even stasis than by introducing the Thunderdome, Woo! you know, where Mad Max yeah. and the dystopian riders uh, 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 would put body bags on the front of their cars and meat bags. So, uh what a great time for that. Uh, Matt, I guess the Thunderdome is going to be more than just SummerSlam. It's going to be I, here for SmackDown. And XT, maybe. You mentioned it uh, in, in our, uh, before we even started recording at this thing. Immediately, you're like, all right, this is exactly what the NBA is doing. Uh, but I I don't know. I, I guess now. Like, or, yeah. I, that's yeah, I, I guess don't copy from. the NHL. Copy the NBA. But I, I guess um, I, where, where my head's at was, was I was just expecting so much. I, I don't know if I want to say so much more, but maybe just something different. I, I was expecting something that was going to revolve around like camera angles and I wanted to see sweeping shots. I don't know if seeing like uh, Biggie tweeted out that it looks like a game of guess who. I don't <laughs> know if that is going to enhance my experience of watching SummerSlam and seeing everybody else's reaction to it because I've had a pretty good time watching these other pay-per-views and, and knowing how I want to react to it. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm quite on, I, I, there's been a lot of excitement about it. I don't know if I'm quite on that level. I think I'm, I'm more hopeful for where, what the camera angles are going to do. It, it kept saying like a more immersive, you're going to be in the ring. I want to see that. I don't necessarily care about those heads in the stands. I, I don't know how much it's going to matter to the wrestlers either. Especially well, with Biggie's reaction. Well, I keep listening to uh, like interviews uh, as you know the WWE talking heads try to promote this this show on the weekend and uh, they were saying the hardest thing to do uh, whether it's uh, coaching young guys in NXT or uh, you know maybe just seeing a guy who's who's up you know they try to give him a push and they're trying to give him advice and try to get him like super over so he can really make some money and uh, make an impact you know really kickstart his own career like the hardest thing to do is to try and gauge success without the crowd so you know maybe this is you know kind of a step in the right direction um you know so these guys can really start to get a feel for um you know how to how to do the in-ring cycle like psychology in the in a match um you know the normal ebb and flow trying to get you know kind of back to that kind of level of normal instead of yeah. you know just doing guesswork and relying on uh enhancement you know, talent in NXT and, you know, young guys trying to, you know, figure out how to wrestle in NXT. Um, so I think that, I think there could be a benefit to it. Um, instead of somebody on the sound stage just pumping in the sound, if there was, I think that's the most important part is the sound. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see how they set this up to, you know, get in that crowd noise, you know, for booing and cheering and, you know, making these moments mean a little bit more, making a, you know, a, a Drew McIntyre, Claymore feel like it really connects with the crowd instead of you know just seeing some some tweet favorites online you know seeing some actual happy faces hearing some you know happy you know sounds of jubilation you know uh, it would be nice I, I think that's the more important part I don't, I don't know if the visual of seeing you know faces turning left and right yeah. is what we really need um, I do know that one of the cool things about uh, like what the NBA is doing uh, like fans are you know uh they're there digitally 
and they're starting to figure out how to have fun with it. So previously, you know, whenever people would uh, shoot free throws professionally, people would wave the, you know, the noisemakers and clap and, you know, try and distract the shooters. But now people yeah. figured out if they do this maneuver all at the same time, it's, it's really distracting. And they're <laughs> causing a lot of missed free throws. So I'm kind of interested to see what uh, WWE fans can come up with here uh, the weekend I, of the Thunderdome. I hope that there's, uh, there's some opportunity to, like, set up some sort of, you know, you know like the, um, what would you call the, what was, like, 10 years ago, you would do, like, a flash mob. You know, there has to be somewhere yeah. that we can all communicate on, like, Discord or Reddit and, like, set up, like, a, all right, we're all going to wear, you know, fiend masks or, like, yeah. you know, everybody hold up a sign that says, Vince, stop being racist. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a, like, one of the, like, a route like that, I think would be really cool. And, I, I, you know, something that's really overwhelming, like, the, the type of overwhelming that would be, you know, like, uh, when those K-pop kids took over, um, the the Donald Trump uh, rally and, and they bought like twelve million tickets and then forced oh uh, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> like I, I want to see something like that there's a lot of opportunity here for that but I do hope that in some way all of these screens uh, and this is what I was tweeting out earlier at uh, at BOD podcast uh, was the fiend absolutely has to be involved with these screens somehow if if he's actually going to be in the ring. I want to see some sort of like massive takeover of these screens or like trying to help deliver some sort of Braun Strowman message. Um, like that's, that's what I'm, that, that's the, like the fun way to use this, right? Outside of just like those camera angles that I'm all hyped for. Like I, I, I want to see, I want to see something like that too. Uh, well, I would, I would, there's, oh, there's a 101% certainty that we'll get to see Bray Wyatt uh, take advantage of the uh, the Thunderdome. But what I think yeah. is going to happen, too, is a group that has not really resonated with the Brothers of Discussion yet. I think that Retribution might get a, a little bit of a push with this. I think they're going to find a way to, you know, invade it, um, uh, take advantage of it. Um, and I don't know if, if they're going to disrupt the show, if they're going to have some message that's, you know, rotating in circles like the wave going around the Thunderdome. Um, yeah. But, you know, it it's great to let established guys use it, but if they can find some way to, you know, enhance some people who are already, you know, kind of floundering and maybe not quite found their found their path yet, this would, uh, this would be a great way to do it. Well, it's also, well, let's let's have fun here. It's also the safer way to get fans back involved with your live Ooh. wrestling events, uh, yeah. as opposed to uh, having people come back in. So here's the thing, though. It sounds like AEW is really thinking out of the box with making this work, right? Now, uh, AEW bringing fans back 10 to 15% capacity. My first question, why, why the range? Um, already feels like uh, we don't have like a set in stone, like here's what we're going to do. There's a 10 to 15%. There's a 5% the like unknown that we don't know or is there going to be somebody sitting here are they going to is there somebody over there we don't know right that's 10 to 15 percent that i think needs to be figured out i, I don't know if it was somebody just going like maybe 15 percent was too high of a number when they were like being interviewed about it so the 10 to 15 came out but 15 percent is a fine number like just come out and say that i just don't what's with the 10 to, are we expecting the 30 dollar tickets not to sell i, I all right 
no. Uh, next thing is it's physically distant seating pods. 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 Uh, not like a podcast. Uh, more like a, I'm picturing something that's going to be uh, like there's been some movie theaters that have shown like these little bubbles uh, that you sit in with you and your significant other or your buddy where it's like you you separated out the re like the rest of the row or at least a good chunk of it. You're going to sit in this little bubble and then you've got nobody that can even come near you or get inside your bubble. Yeah. Um, and, and then it, it says physically distanced too. So I'm assuming every six feet there'll be a, a pod and uh, they're probably going to be pretty close uh, to the ring, I, I would assume as well. So just a couple things right there. Like, I, I, joking aside, I, I make mention that, you know, the 10 to 15% is weird. Uh, I say that it's unsafe because there's actually people in the building, but 15% um, is fine. Physically distanced pods, perfect. I, I, yeah. I you know, what's funny you're is- You're gonna uh, start doing it. As they start bringing people, you know, we always talk about uh, uh, Xavier Woods saying that, you know, wrestling is live interactive theater and it's getting closer and closer to that like classic Shakespearean like globe theater experience where only like you know the the high elite are able to attend the the theater experience you know I've yeah. got a pod with Bumpke you know we're gonna give out like little gold wand binoculars so you can watch <laughs> from afar you know yeah um, that's how I want to consume it <laughs> and a top hat and a pod with some golden uh binoculars yeah. but um yeah, I, I get it. I, I, I still, it's still like the whole point of it is to get, you know, everyone to get, you know, be there. This, this definitely feels like, uh, you know, all elite wrestling, it's going to be all elite people in the crowd because it's probably going to be a pretty expensive ticket if you are uh, watching, you know, one of the only potential, you know, mediums of entertainment that is allowing people we're not even allowed to go to a movie right. theater yet um so yeah i mean you posted the question here how much would you pay uh for that i'd stay home but you know when wwe kind of you know starts looking over the fence and you know trying to figure out you know maybe we could get uh 10 capacity for the royal rumble then i'm kind of like well you know i'd, I'd I'd probably shell out for a pod at the Royal Rumble. Uh, man, <laughs> that's a tougher question. Would you spend, ooh, would you spend like a grand to go to a bubble, a, a Thunderdome bubble pod Royal Rumble? It <laughs> right. sounds um, like the next Saudi Arabian, like instead of greatest Royal Rumble, we're going to be in the Thunderdome <laughs> bubble pod Royal Rumble. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do wonder too. Like, uh, I, I I am gonna answer this question, but I wonder. I also how much feel like I be. just named like three good guy Transformers. Well, yeah, there's Thunderdome, Bubble Pod, and uh, Royal Rumble. <laughs> 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 All right, go ahead, man. I, I do wonder how much the WWE just invested in the Thunderdome because that's where it's kind of like, all right, we're st we're <laughs> we're stuck with this for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we just bought fifteen iPads to glue the seats up there we are done like this <laughs> that fifth those 15 ipads that was the extent it's like the our... yeah it's like the shark cage when suddenly they were selling the yeah. toys so then they put it in a bunch of matches in a row yeah yeah 
Uh, quick reminder, everybody, any, anybody watching the show, we, we do have the, uh, the comment section up at the top. I, I tested it myself. Uh, we got a high from me on Twitter, uh, from the discussion five, uh, that nice. famous podcast that, uh, comes out every Monday morning with the hockey podcast network. So, uh, hi discussion five, uh, any hoozles. Um, <laughs> I, I think if it was a Royal rumble match, I, I think so if we're splitting a thousand for a pod, cause I'm assuming you and I are going. Um, yeah. I, I would say, yeah, I think, I think I, I do a good amount of like trying to talk you into it. I, I think, I, I think a thousand dollars for a pod to, to, to like be the one thing we go out and do. Plus think about how cheap the Airbnbs and the flight will be. Uh, cause nobody's still, you know, at that point, I'm guessing we don't have a vaccine. So probably nobody's flying. Um, and, uh, yeah, the Airbnbs are on town. They're not getting any action. So. Let's find the dirtiest, muckiest one, the most COVID Airbnb in town, and, and boom, there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm going to get a, I don't want to get a fiend mask for, you know, my, my COVID uh, protection. I'll try and get a Rey Mysterio with just one eye. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, Matt, there's some more uh, wrestling news here before we kind of get into the cards for this weekend. Um, why is WWE payback? in a week um makes me think that randy orton's winning at SummerSlam. uh ooh. to be honest i know uh, it was spoilers uh kind of leading into what the big conversation is going to be for this episode but i mean uh, yeah a thousand percent uh it kind of feels like uh you know drew's gonna need to come back and, and get a get a victory i, I don't know something like that so yeah all i've seen is that happen. you know they've they've uh, you know, this is an experiment with WWE. Uh, we're going to see what happens here to put pay-per-views back-to-back, and then, uh, you know, we're just going to see what happens. And I'm like, let's just put Survivor Series the week after that, you know, and then, sure. uh, you know, fire up a Royal Rumble, and uh, let's see what happens. You know, have a couple, let's get them all in. <laughs> let's yeah. get them all in all the way up until, like, the real payback, and then we'll try and, you know, cut another 12 more of these. Um, it it kind of, like, they're kind of forgetting it's like um like a story capper or like a season finale kind of thing. So like, that would be like Game of Thrones going, well, we're going to see what it feels like to do the series finale right after we do the, the season finale here and just kind of, you know. Well, it feels like the they're doing there. like a season cliffhanger and then doing the, the next episode, like in the next hour, at the top of the yeah. next hour. <laughs> wow, I can't believe, how are they going to get through that? Oh, I guess we'll find out. You know, it's it's... <laughs> It's right there. But as a content creating team, uh, what is the benefit of doing payback uh, the way it's structured? You you mean doing it normally or doing it back to back? The way it's structured like right now, where it's going to be right back now. to back. Yeah. Oh man. Um, what would be the what is Triple H thinking that? when they put this together? Why would they do that? I wonder if they have the space of Amway Arena and moving all that stuff. Like they they have to get it in now, and they're oh trying to get like they they have like two full weeks that they have residents at Amway, and then they'll take a look at the numbers afterwards, right? Like this is the time and money uh, to have people come in and put all this stuff together is probably immense. So, and then of course, being in the one space, because this isn't the performance center that they're 
owner of. This is somebody else's place. So they've got all this stuff set up. I'm is guessing it, that's the, that's the reason why. Is it really the rent? <laughs> is that why? <laughs> it's got to be right. Like you got all this stuff set up. Like they're gonna see. Is it worthwhile to keep doing this? I think is is the experiment. Then head back to the performance center and uh, and kind of retool or or you know do do the analytics. Find out what's going on. Were people signing in the, into the network? Um, were they tweeting? Were they doing the podcast right after the show to talk about how great it was? Um, I, I'll, I'll be above there, uh, but it, it, it's something I, I think from an investment perspective, they can do it all in two weeks. Uh, they don't have to take stuff out and bring it back in. I think that that's probably a major calculation going on there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hate to say that that's gotta be right. That's, that's the long and short of it. They already have all the stuff there. So this is the best way for them to save money and, and do this experiment and figure out if this is going to work. I know. Yeah. It's, know uh, that's a really funny, like, I know that it's a corporate entity and we just think they're made out of money, but it is kind of funny to think that they're like, you know, we got, we could save a buck. I mean, <laughs> right. We don't want to rent it out again. It's, it's like, you know, when you, when you go camping and you got your kayak is already, you already went down the river, like well, right. kayaks already hit. What are we going to come back in a month? No, let's bring the kayak back and we'll run it again. You know, we'll go down yep. the river again. The, the only thing is, is like, I come back to the story and, and what we actually get out of pro wrestling. Like we want to see a start and a finish to a storyline here. So does this mean that should, I mean, should payback? So, okay. But do we really, I don't know, just stop me if you want to, like, we could talk about this for another hour. Um, because it, it looks to me like they decided to do this um, maybe two weeks ago. Because wouldn't you have set up Payback first and then made SummerSlam like the big capper? Like, like that would be the, okay, we tested it at Payback. Now you're going to get the end of the story at SummerSlam. Now it just kind of feels like, all right, we saw somebody win at SummerSlam, but they might just lose again next Sunday. So, right? No? Well, God, so I'm, I'm seeing for, for the investment perspective of the WWE, makes sense. For us, That's, the viewer, think... the stories, it's just kind of killing. It, it's not going to hurt for me, um, but it might hurt it for some folks as they go through match to match. I mean, Asuka could walk away with, with two titles and payback next week, she gets destroyed. Which, great moment uh, Loses for Asuka. Both, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, how, um, how happy and satisfied do we get to be knowing that even if she wins both titles this week, she's going to lose them both next week. Yeah, it's, uh, I think that, you know, so that's one angle, right? To look at Triple H producing a show. Um, yeah. You know, it's not free to put on the circus. So, if you look at it from a storyline perspective, I think that does kind of mean that there's maybe something in the works for this weekend that, um, you know, will be a cliffhanger that you're going to kind of want to see the next, you know, iteration of that match. And I, like you said, I, I hope it's not McIntyre uh, related. Um, right. I, like Randy's so good. He doesn't need the belt. And Drew is still like, I think doing the, the belt a service. And I, I don't know if, you know, we necessarily need Randy Orton to be leading this company again. Uh, I, yeah, well, it's it's got to be I, something. Something crazy is is going to be coming up. 
all, all that stuff's been coming out too of like talking about um the uh the members of um oh my god uh, batista randy orton triple h oh, flair evolution yeah having uh, all of their title reigns and then you kind of remember like oh that's right randy's like right there he's got to win some lose some easy way to keep drew rolling right along give randy the win loses it the next week get that title count up seems well speaking of here today gone tomorrow mate renee young <laughs> on the way out nope um, oh boy that's uh now <laughs> i uh i i uh She's definitely, you know, not been a priority for WWE, uh, you know, like in the past, I'd say a couple months, um, you know, they gave her show the acts. Uh, she has not been doing the interviews, you know, they kind of defer to Charlie now and, um, you know, Renee was kind of doing pre-shows and now they're kind of very slowly just putting her aside. So I got to ask Matt, where do you want to see her next? Is the, is it, is it the answer AEW or do you want to see so. her do something big? Like, you know, Jonathan Coachman going to ESPN. Cause I, you know, I, I could see Renee Young doing pretty well in that scenario. I, I could see her going on TNT and, you know, being a reporter for like NBA. Um, I just, I feel like she's talented enough that she wouldn't have to necessarily just follow, you know, Moxley over to AEW. I think you're picking the wrong sport. I think she can keep a relationship with NBC Ooh. and the NHL. I, I think uh, the NHL yeah. has some of the worst collection of talent uh, doing uh, any sort of interviewing, play-by-play. -play. It's just bad, top to bottom. We always try to dissect why the NHL... That's why she's not going there, man. The NBA is like, <laughs> come on over. We got a spot uh, for you. She's a savior. Um, no, I... Uh, I, th I think she would want to do that. I think number one on her list is probably AEW. I think number two would be um, would be working with the NHL in some form. I mean, she tweets about it all the time. She's doing Instagram posts all the time about the NHL. She's excited it's back. Uh, so, I mean, if anything, I, I'm you know that's just made me a bigger fan uh, of Renee Young at this point. But I, if I had to if I had to put a guess in there about you know. Yeah, I mean, if where, she's where gonna did do she want to go, that would like be the, if she's gonna do AEW, she should be on commentary. She should be, you know, uh, doing the vignettes in the back. Like yeah, they should allow her to kind of flex her, because uh, uh, she's got she's really good at showing the the proper range of emotion. You know, if she does sports, the best job for her is not a sideline reporter. Uh, she would be like, you know, the talking heads, like at intermissions. Uh, if we're gonna go to the NHL, she she would be excellent yeah. at that. Um, I you know, bet if, that she'd be able to, uh, you know, help the, the women's division that's struggling so much in AEW and kind of bring some legitimacy to that. Because as we've seen, even when they do uh, the matches at AEW, you have JR that talks down to it. So let's put somebody in there that could probably, like, I think on the spot, like knock JR right in the, right in the mouth and tell him, hey, why don't you respect what's going on in the ring, old man? Like, I wouldn't put it past Renee to do that. I, like that—that that would be amazing. Give me, give me that. I want that. I, now I want it more than the NHL thing, just because I brought that up. Just because I know that she would be the person to like kick Jr. right in the mouth and say, "Hey, shut up, you stupid old piece of garbage." <laughs> well, we got to um, when she did her talking smack show. Uh, I think it was it was really good because it kind of it didn't feel like an interview show. It felt like she was kind of like 
having a conversation. Like she was actually allowed to like involve herself like in debate. Um, yeah. So I think AEW could could really use that. Um, that's you know we we've talked about it ad nauseum where uh, AEW left and right has tons of examples of underutilizing their female talent. Um, and for Renee to come in and potentially be an ambassador for that, the only I'd just be a great idea. The only thing that kind of gives me pause is I don't want her to, um, you know, to be stuck in wrestling angles with her husband. I don't want him to have to like, you know, defend her against somebody who, you know, was making comments. Like it's, it's low hanging fruit. I I think she's definitely above that. Um, I mean, and they're in AEW's defense, you know, like they've separated Cody and and Brandy for the most part. Like Brandy kind of does her own thing. Cody, you know, wrestles his own matches you know she might escort him to the ring or vice versa but you know it's they're not like involved storyline wise but eh, time will tell i just renee young i'm not worried about her because she's got so much talent i think she could definitely do whatever she wants if she does go to the nhl god please nhl take care of her take care of that precious uh uh entity because she'd be so so much of an asset for you um but yeah, man, this is part of the show where we usually do the Wednesday Night Wars. And uh, if we do the ratings this week, woo, it looks like uh, NXT had 853,000 viewers and AEW had none. Well, wait, let's, let, me, let me do the, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. All right. All right. That, there we go. Uh, we did the, had to do the transition. Uh, there you go. All right, so back to what you were talking about. Sorry. Oh, no, there was no uh, AEW this week. Uh, They got pushed aside for uh, NBA playoffs in this one-of-a-kind Disney bubble where it's literally like the NCAA tournament. And if you like basketball, you can turn on the TV at 1 in the afternoon and just watch playoff basketball all the way till midnight Uh, for weeks. It's it's really cool. Um, But, Matt, this is the first time in – I'm just going to touch on it briefly. Um, we've we've kind of given WWE grief for uh, like doing um, overlap booking, where AEW will have something planned for months, and then WWE will like, yeah, it is a good weekend. We're going to have a show at the exact same time, fuckers. Ah! <laughs> and now AEW is like, oh, we can't go on Wednesday. I guess we'll go on NXT XXX Day. Woo! And I got to say, while I, I like the gusto, uh, yeah. I think this was kind of a, they kind of missed the mark on choosing this weekend, especially since looking at the card for what's in store for AEW. Uh, uh, I'm probably going to want to steer towards NXT TakeOver <laughs> XXX. Um, I, I don't know if it makes your heart go but bump a bump to see uh, this match card that features Darby Allen in a in-action match. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, the finals of the Women's Tag Team Tournament Cup, which will make you grind your molars because unless you've been watching the, the High Heels program on YouTube, you don't know who the field is. They're already out. They're, we're down to the finals. So we, this is over. Uh, members of the Dark Order, Angel, Silver, and Reynolds. Uh, that's not Evil Uno. I, who are those guys? They're going to fight the Bucks. <laughs> Um, FTR, every time I read that, I want to say fart, which I know isn't fair, but FTR versus private party. 
I, you know, it's fine. I, you know, I'm ready to see FTR versus uh, the Bucks. I'm, I'm ready for that. I think we're ready for a series of matches. I don't know. This, is, get this, this isn't really, this isn't really, uh, it's not wetting my noodle, you know? Well, I mean, this would have been a perfect Wednesday to go up against, um, you know, what was going on at NXT, which was just setting up TakeOver 30. But um, there were there were a couple good spots. Um, I, I did still make a top three uh, for anybody who's watching us live that isn't familiar with the Wednesday Night Wars segment we do. We do the top three from each show. And then we try to figure out which show was the better show of the two. Um, yeah, I mean, for AEW... Uh, it's it's worth mentioning too that NXT. Uh, it's somebody, one of the uh, Twitter sleuths of uh, pro wrestling fandom, looked ahead on the schedule, and it is possible that NXT gets moved from September second to September first. I think that might depend on a few things sliding into the right place. I mean, like certain playoff teams making it that far, kind of thing. I I, I haven't looked into it myself. But uh, there is potential for NXT being moved too, and they, they're picking being moved to a Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you're if you're looking at these two cards, I still think there's a ton to grab from Takeover XXX, Takeover Thirties. It's uh, that's where my head goes. Um, even though, like, you can look at the card and make yourself pretty mad, you can look at it and say there's goddamn Velveteen Dream on this piece of shit card. I'm not saying it's a piece of shit card. I'm saying. Somebody else is angry. Uh, yeah. Pat McAfee's nice fucking card. Um, you know, I'm not mad about that, but somebody might be. Fucking piece of shit, Pat McAfee. I'm like, goddamn wrestling. Um, you know, he's just, he's doing his job. That son but, of a bitch. He's making you mad. To transition. He's making you mad. Yeah. He turned in one of the... I, all right, I'm going to not say... I'm going to try and bite my tongue on the the hyperbole the epitome of hyperbole is um <laughs> pat mcafee delivering the greatest heel promo of all time no um uh, i'm gonna stick away from the hyperbole that was a really Dude. great heel promo it was and i hate pat mcafee i hate him 10 times more now after listening to that oh my god like to look in the the eyes of one of our favorite pro wrestlers in NXT and WWE and pro wrestling, and an, an indie darling, uh, and to look him in the eye and say, you know what, this is going to be the eighth thing that I make a million dollars from. Now I don't know the other seven things that Pat McAfee's made a million dollars from. I'm <laughs> afraid to find out. Like once we get past two, what you know, three through seven are. I mean, you could do a lot of things in life. Um, there's a lot of it's options true. out there. So I, I, I don't know if Pat McAfee wants it to come out. Uh, however, uh, he, he's looking for number eight, and he thinks that punting Adam Cole's head off is going to get him there. I, man, I just, uh, do we transition now to talking TakeOver 30? Let's do it. All right, let's break down this match card. NXT TakeOver 30. We're starting with McAfee and Adam Cole. I, so going around the horn, CBS Sports is picking Pat McAfee. I believe Bleacher Report did too. Mike, I can't, can't. Oh my God, I can't do it. I can't. No, I won't. He can't win. This is just to get. This is just supposed to get Adam Cole 
doing something until his next feud and it's takeover 30s. We couldn't have Adam Cole do nothing. Arguably the greatest NXT champion of all time. Man, and he I, might, would, I would brace yourself for a Pat McAfee victory. I, does that, okay, let me, hot tag question. We, does that, by the way, I, I found out, do you know, you remember Izzy, the NXT fan who loved Bailey? Yeah. You know, she stole our gimmick. She does a hot sure. tag. She does? Yep, she does a hashtag hot tag. Piece Aww. of garbage. Anyways. But, um, yeah, we made an impact. Mike, does that, does that ruin your night if Pat McAfee wins? Is the rest of the night watchable for you? Because I'm going to struggle. I'll be honest. One, I'm going to struggle. One thing uh, Triple H is all about is uh, kind of gauging reactions. And I think the more Pat McAfee we see... Uh, the angrier people get, and the more people talk about this company. Uh, yeah, NXT was want. kind of in a weird spot with Adam Cole on top because it made sense, but it didn't. It wasn't wet in the noodles, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. It wasn't wet in the noodles. You so like I think what they the might noodles. do is have Pat McAfee win with some shenanigans to really get you grinding your molars um, and get you tuning in. And you know, WWE is always so obsessed with that uh transcendent match that you know uh you know hits people who aren't even wrestling fans so if they could get people on fox uh who do nfl broadcasts if we could get them talking about former nfl punter pat mcafee uh won a match against adam cole um i, I think that's what they're looking for uh the company's you know kind of hurting for for talent that you know is that you know has uh, a relevance outside of the squared circle you know that's why they're bringing in um that ufc commentator uh potentially uh what's his name cormier uh the mm -hmm. guy who uh, yeah. had the good match with uh brock and you know there's rumors he might come to wwe well, and do a wrestling match but Mike, you know, we've got, bring uh, him in. uh lawrence johnson i i assume lawrence you're you're referring to uh to what we're talking about right now but um Lawrence says, give us real matches that actually, that they're, they're actually believable. Give me Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, Taker and Sting, uh, Edge and Seth Rollins, uh, Keith Lee and Roman Reigns, uh, Braun Strowman and Lars Sullivan. Like, uh, Lawrence, I, I like what you're doing here, man. This is definitely the, um, like we're putting a couple guys on the scales, right? And we're doing this like a boxing match or a UFC match. We want to see pound for pound, a couple of guys, uh, get locked up there. Hey, Stephanie. Good to see you on here, too. Uh, Listen, uh, Pat Stephanie, McAfee, let us know if you have a question, too, about SummerSlam or uh, yeah, TakeOver. Uh, but... Isn't Pat McAfee uh, a little above uh, yeah, Cole's weight, I, weight class? Yeah, I, I like that you, you pointed that out, because that was the first thing when I read Lawrence's comment. I was like, when you saw Adam Cole and McAfee go toe-to-toe -to -toe and eye-to-eye, -eye, yeah, Adam Cole was Adam Cole was cool uh, Yeah. He's a big putter. I wonder he kicked that ball so far. He's a big man. Yeah, He's a right. Big kicking man. <laughs> Lawrence, I wonder if that's what you're thinking. Yeah, uh, uh, he says right here he's not believable as a as a champ. Um, Lawrence, I, I love it, man. This is hilarious because I mean to think that he doesn't even he doesn't even stand up to the punter Pat McAfee. Uh, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he's. He's a little guy. I mean, if really, anything, we you want really to pan the camera up as Adam Cole. You really got 
Oh, and I can't man. judge it's... too harshly because I think I'm the same height as Adam Cole. So I too would be uh, have uh, a punter towering above me, a mean punter with a 98 degrees uh, entourage flanked behind him um, in matching shiny satin suits. So uh, definitely a lot to keep an eye out oh. for. You don't want to get beat up by the the Jets we and the Sharks. To... Yeah. Another question, uh, Greg. You're you're commenting all the time, so uh, good to talk to you, Greg. But uh, how long do we think McAfee's going to stick around, from Greg? Uh, oh, so I, I want to go back to my first comment about this match, and I kind of hoped it was just something to give Adam Cole something to do at NXT 30. So I was kind of hoping this would be it, because when I see that smirk on Pat McAfee's face, oh my god, I just want to smack the hell out of my TV. Uh, it makes me so goddamn angry. But um, I guess it right. It all it all depends on uh, it all depends on what happens on Saturday, right, uh, Mike? I I I hope that people who really hate him uh, they're gonna really have to learn some coping mechanisms because he's really grinding some gears uh, for the wrestling community, and I can't say it enough that WWE loves reaction. They don't care if it's positive or negative. If you're booing Roman Reigns, if you're cheering him, it's the same to them. It's volume. So if you're out there on Twitter grumbling about, God, I hate that. How are they pushing a punter over Adam Cole? They're probably just going to do it even more. They're going to double down. They want to hurt you because they know you'll yeah. come back for more. That's what being a wrestling fan is all about, taking bumps and coming back for more, even if it's bumps just, out of your wallet, I, bumps I know, out of your free time. I'm, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be that my wife's going to have to hold me back. She's going to have to be there with me while we're watching this. Cause if, Oh my God, if I see him lining up the punt, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how my TV is going to survive the weekend. Honestly, this, there's too much risk going into this weekend. I, I might need to skip it. Uh, Lawrence also agree with you there, man. Ch Champa was, I mean, top notch. Uh, he's, uh, Lawrence is saying uh, Champa was the best. Um, you know, going he back to those Gargano Champa uh, storylines. Yeah, I heard he might be part of Retribution. I don't know if that, you know, how much to I'm really excited put to see into what's that. going on there. Um, but I well, mean, Mike, give him wanna, something to do. Yeah. You want to move? Uh, let's move down to Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher here. Uh, this was just announced today uh, at that schmaz of an ending of uh, Velveteen Dream making it into the ladder match. Um, Thatcher just decided to come out and uh, powerbomb Finn, and <laughs> <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so I think the only thing to say here is that I, I'm just excited that it's happening. Um, Cause I, you know me, I'm a huge fan of Timothy Thatcher. I, I love the story that they're building for this guy. Uh, even in losing, he's like, there's lessons that you guys could still learn from me when I lose. And that's such a great, that's such a great character. And, he, and he's so willing to teach. He's, he loves to teach Mike. Uh, you gotta love it. I like, uh, I like Thatcher's gimmick. It's like, what if Oni Lorcan was six foot four? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the same wrestler, the same, the same repertoire, but it's like a big guy that we can actually, you know, strap a rocket on and he'll win. Um, also, uh, took like a platinum platter to the teeth. Uh, so take Oni Lorcan, frisbee a platter at his face, and you've got Timothy <laughs> Thatcher. I'm sorry, uh, this... Tim. If you're, if you're, if any way that you hear this, I'm. You must know that you're. Your teeth are pretty fucked up, man. Um, but it, it adds to the character. So, hey, all the power to those teeth. I think they look <laughs> great. 
as somebody uh, with right. good so, front teeth, uh, good for him. I'm very happy. I think him. right now we're, we're seeing Thatcher's uh, eating a lot of losses. Uh, so they've got some character development to go here. So I'm going Finn Balor. Yeah, I really thought Thatcher was, uh, he was just going to be basically winning out. Um, but, uh, you know, Balor does, I don't know, he doesn't really need a victory. I don't think he's a guy who's going to be approaching championships anytime soon. Um, this match is all about, let's see if we can get each other over. Uh, let's see if we can make Thatcher, uh, you know, a known name. Let's make uh, Balor relevant again in NXT. And the only way he's going to do that is to actually win <laughs> matches that people are watching. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's stakes for both men. Um, I got to think that Thatcher is probably, probably going to lose again because of the way this was booked. If it was given a little more time to, you know, marinate. Um, I could see Thatcher winning, but, you know, kind of doing it haphazardly at the last minute. Um, it kind of smells like an opportunity for, for Balor to come out on top here. Well, uh, let's move right along because we've got Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. And I threw in, I threw in the with Raquel Gonzalez here because I think that that could come into play. Um, I, it's just got to go Io at this point, right? I, I feel like the the insert of Raquel was just to make it seem more believable that Dakota Kai had a shot because this really did feel like uh, in in the same way that we're talking Adam Cole just going from one takeover to the next, he's got to fight. Pat McAfee, at least fingers crossed, that's what I hope. I kind of feel like EO isn't destined to lose the title to Dakota Kai. Wouldn't mind that at all. I think Dakota Kai is a, a superstar. And she's Definitely great on the mic it. as a yeah. heel. She's fantastic. It just doesn't feel, the timing doesn't feel right. So, um, yeah, yeah, I guess, there's a handful how do you feel of, about that? So I'm going EO. No, there's like a, there's a handful of wrestlers where um, uh, even if you kind of know uh, like their their uh, their recipe for for you know what they want to do in the ring, you know a lot of the guys will kind of have the same you know little bit of alchemy where if you see move A you know B C and D are right around the corner. Yep. It doesn't ever feel that way with Dakota. Uh, I never feel oversaturated with her stuff. I always feel like I'm oh that's a new wrinkle. Oh that's something new. Um, so I don't think that it's a bad idea for her to be champion. It's just that I think if you do this now, what you're skipping out on is, you know, uh, EO versus Rhea, which is the biggest money match that they could do in the women's division. So that's the biggest thing working against Dakota. Um, I think Dakota would be an excellent champion. Um, I'm a huge mark for her. Um, I just think that, you know, you know, burning a hole in NXT's pocket is they're like, oh, we got to have this EO versus Rhea match. But they're kind of letting those two, you know, be separate a little bit. Maybe this is with that Raquel Gonzalez, maybe that's how you insert Rhea and, you know, maybe she waltzes in to protect EO and, you know, make sure there's some integrity in this match kind of thing. And then she can bump heads with Raquel and then eventually get back to EO and Rhea. It's just, that's, that's where the big money is. So Dakota, I would love to see a champion. I don't think they're going to push that button right now. All right. NXT North American championship. Mike, this is the juicy one. This will be the one that gets the most uh, tweets. Is Vince McMahon, is he ready to give us the finger during this match, Mike? Is he ready to say, screw, screw you all. My boy is Velveteen Dream. You know how much I've invested in that guy? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so here's who should win. Cameron Grimes should win this match. No Ooh. doubt in my mind. Cameron Grimes should win this title. 
he like he has been knocking it out of the park. Uh, I don't think he's uh, he's not green in the ring, in my opinion, at all. I think uh, I think for if anything, he's holding back because he his character is about something completely different. So whatever he's asked to do in the ring, I think he makes it look silky smooth. I think this is about making this title interesting and making you maybe hate the the title holder. And I don't know, but outside of Velveteen Dream and all of the like actual hate you're going to get from him holding the title, I don't know how much we're going to get out of Bronson Reed, Damian Priest. Oh, Johnny Gargano, please. God, no. Uh, but Cameron Grimes, hell yes. That's some story right there. That is, is facing people for a while. That is getting some sneaky heel wins. That's some interesting pro wrestling right there. I uh, I think that Johnny Gargano is the worst pick because he's a guy who, um, a bit like Adam Cole, where I don't really need to see him hold gold for a while. I'd rather just see yeah. him, you know, use his experience to help get other people over, do some non-title uh, feuds. I, that's that's where they need him right now. Um, I just I don't see Damian Priest really doing it. I think that the dream is in there to just, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who that's, if, if that, we talked about this company being tone deaf sometimes. If they give it to the dream, that is, uh, that's on the apex, that's on the Mount Rushmore of like just tone deaf, not reading the room, uh, booking decisions. Cause I, I don't think that that's going to get booze or cheers. I think it's what it's going to get is people going click. Uh, which is easily the worst possible outcome for a media company. Um, I, I, Matt, I'm going to go with my boy Bronson. Uh, I was on the fence about him. Um, he's grown on me a lot. Um, WWE and NXT, as they watch, a, you know, AEW, you know, do really well with their um, uh, cruiserweight to kind of middleweight guys. Um, yeah. NXT can kind of go all in with their heavyweights because, you know, AEW doesn't really do that at all. Um, so that's why I could see Bronson kind of getting an opportunity here. And my God, when he talks, he sounds like Thor. So I, I give that guy more opportunities on the mic. Let him cut some, uh, some Asgard, uh, promos and this guy will just be a superstar and sell t-shirts left and right. <laughs> I, I just, I, I worry about Bronson being in it for like the formula of, uh, also of I apologize if you hear motorcycles in the background. Uh, there they are. People are still celebrating. Uh, I'm in uh, Ferndale, you know, uh, on Woodward in uh, the Dream Cruise. People like driving muscle cars and motorcycles and stuff. So if you like that kind of stuff, it's going on. Just hit up Woodward, but uh, it really sucks for podcast recording. Matt, uh, we, we got one match left here, the NXT Championship. Uh, this is a reason why I probably won't, you know, be super glued to what AEW does, even though I think it's at 6 p.m. Um it's this match. It's Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Uh, as Jim Ross would say, two big hosses going at it. Uh, <laughs> as Big E would say, two big meaty men slap meat. Um, yep. I, whatever you think of the rest of this card, if you're going to be mad at Pat McAfee, um, if you think Finn Balor and Thatcher still need to build each other, uh, if you're not, if your noodle's not wet for Velveteen Dream, <laughs> you know what? Doesn't matter. You're going to get Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross, which is going to be one of the all-time greats. Uh, uh, this is really going to be excellent. 
Um, I, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, Keith Lee's element is when the mic is far away from him and he's in the middle of the ring. So uh, give me more, give me more Keith Lee. And uh, I mean, what Carrie and Scarlet Scarlet have done in this short amount of time is incredible. And I, I can't believe that they're long for NXT. So I'm going Keith Lee here. I, I think what they're setting up with Karrion Cross and, and Bordeaux, they're going to want to, uh, they're going to want to give the uh, Raw and SmackDown viewers a, a taste if, uh, if anybody's still not watching NXT. Um, I know that's a completely different conversation than it was years ago, um, just a year ago, but I, I, I just, there's so much juice. Uh, it would have to be Karrion Cross and Bordeaux saying no, NXT is where we're staying, I think, for them to stay there. Um, so with that, yeah, Keith Lee's hanging on to this title. I think I think he's 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 one of them NXTers kind of thing. Like a Johnny Gargano has said that he's always sticking at NXT. Um, yeah, I, I, that's the long and short of it for me. But I can't wait for this match. I, th- I think these two are going to knock it out of the park. This is one of those where the main event is is going to. You know, you don't need to worry about something stealing the show because the main event is going to be the bee's knees. Um, all right, Mike. SummerSlam. We we kind of uh, we love all the interaction. We're um, we're kind of missing it here, uh, timing wise, uh, on how quickly we want to get through the show. Uh, but Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, I love you to death, man. I'm so happy that you're tuning in. Uh, so Lawrence is picking uh, Randy's beaten Drew. With the help of Ric Flair. Very interesting here. Uh, Oscar wins both the SmackDown and Raw Women's title. Hell yeah. yeah. We're on the same page there. Uh, Apollo Crews retains. I love it. Um, I don't know about Braun versus The Fiend. This is a match I feel WWE. Uh, you, won't, you won't see it coming. Uh, I, I totally agree with you, especially with the Thunderdome stuff. I mean, what the heck is The Fiend going to do with all those crazy screens, man? Um all right, what else we got here? Uh, yeah, uh, he doesn't know about Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. Those are the best matches. Uh, we won't see it coming. Um, Who's Lawrence, Lawrence got for uh, the hair versus so hair match? Um, yeah, Lawrence, tell us who you think is going to win that hair versus hair match. That, that's that's the one that uh, we're going to start with here. Uh, Sonia and Bandy. I Sonia's got to be the one that's going to look better with the bald head. I, I always kind of figure that's how they're going to go with these matches. Like, uh, you know, let's do the hair versus hair once we know that somebody's ready to shave their head because, like, Sonya's the heel, right? Like, she's gonna look better with that shaved head. And uh, SummerSlam, I literally, I, yeah, I, I've, I've been fantasy booking Sonya Deville's haircut in my head. I literally can't <laughs> wait to see what kind of crazy, like, um, like murder hawk that she does. You know, uh, yeah, you know. A la, a la our boy in AEW, you know, the original Murder Hawk. Um, yeah. Mandy, I, you know, if she cut her hair short, I think she could pull off a, like a nice hawk too. I'm thinking like uh, Rosario Dawson in like Sin City, like that kind of look, you know, like real, real tight right here and then really up, you know, a uh, nice good yeah. point to it. Um, that <laughs> might Lawrence be why. Is going, uh, Lawrence is saying Mandy Rose too. He's picking Mandy to win. Oh, so Sony yeah. has a haircut? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Sonia, I think, uh, one of the things that really, you know, uh, helps distinguish is that, that hair as a female wrestler. Um, if it's, you know, with the, you know, extensions and stuff like that, eh, you know, 
the the colors kind of help. Um, I think it definitely gives you know some some vibrancy to somebody like Asuka. Uh, Becky has that such distinguished look, you know. Um, and for Sonia to maybe you know do it short, uh, like another short one. Like think of Bailey uh, just doing her Karen cut and just totally embracing it as this uh, rotten heel, and now she's arguably like the best bad guy in the whole company. Um, now I'm really excited to see Sonia like. Uh, you know, embrace her inner Rosario Dawson. That's what I want to see. I want it. I want her to take the pin. I want her to take the so, pin and get the haircut at ringside. I want to watch. We've also got Greg saying, Sonia, she's got to go over. Uh, so that's, I, 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 I think there's a way to do it, Greg, so let me know what you think here. But I, I think Sonia is going to look better in this match, but Mandy's going to steal the win. I, I think they're going to play that game where you kind of walk away and go, man, Sonia just kicked the shit out of Mandy. But... <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I agree. Uh, it, it just kind of seems like this is, this is going to be Sonya's game to, to be racking the. Because they, they're going to start. It's a, it's a symbolic. Yeah. yeah, it's a symbolic change. So if they're telling her, hey, listen, we're going to we're going to start pushing you now because, you know, it looks like you're, you're finally getting your feet under you. You look comfortable. Um, you got a big feud under your belt with Mandy. Um, but, yeah, we want to change your look a little bit because, you know, that's that's going to be a. a uh, physical manifestation. This is this is what it's like. Now you're a new person. You have a new identity. Now you're going to start winning. I think that's all about Sonia. I think Mandy, she's she's golden. I mean, I know she's the golden goddess, but I think that she's going to be golden. She doesn't need that change. I think Sonia is ready for that reboot. And that hair is it's it's such a key part of that. Well, it's um. Let's move on. Uh, now, Lawrence, we got your pick here, but uh, Greg, uh, we want to know who you're thinking United States Championship to. And anybody else that's tuning in, let us know. We've got Apollo Crews and MVP. Mike, you and I have been huge fans of this, and we're still kind of hoping Apollo Crews and MVP get hooked up here. Um, I, I, I got to say, the, right, the easy path here is Apollo Crews. The more fun path is MVP. And then recruiting Apollo Crews. I, I think of her fantasy booking here. I think that that that's the way I do it. I think yeah. that sounds like so much fun. And then like to have MVP hold out his hand and pick up Apollo Crews. And then Ooh. I mean the hurt business. Holy shit, would that look amazing? Um, but I mean that's 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 where my head's at right now. But I I think if I had to like put money down if I was in Vegas, I'm going Apollo Crews on this one. I think uh, my ideal scenario is probably MVP uh, channeling uh, Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi and telling Apollo, your, your parents were nothing. They were filthy junk traders. And then he just sticks his hand out and then they touch <laughs> fingers and then he joins the Hurt Business and it becomes the greatest faction of all time. And uh, uh, just real quick, Greg, Greg is going, uh, or I guess, uh, yeah, you're going MVP. I almost said you're going Apollo, but uh, he, he thinks Apollo's held the championship long enough. So MVP. Maybe go yeah. with that fantasy booking that I'm saying. Doot, doot. Um, <laughs> no, it's just the only reason that I, I don't want Apollo to win is I hate that his character is just, I'm going to smile all the time. And MVP cuts these great promos. And then Apollo, his retort is always, are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Oh, you, you old hot dog, you. And it's just like, <laughs> come on, man. Nobody's going to be behind that. You got to give us something. So you know, I, I I wouldn't mind him seeing seeing him join the Hurt business and maybe beat some people up on Raw Underground. That's that would be cool. 
All right, so now we got the Raw Tag Team Championships, Street Profits uh, versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, Mike, I don't think we can go wrong here with anybody, whoever is, whoever's taking the victory here. I'm going to be super stoked. Um, You got a confused look, though. Well, this match, I'm not as excited because uh, it just, it kind of feels uh, chiseled in stone that the Street Profits are taking this one. Um, after uh, Zelina put Montez on the shelf with by poisoning his uh, his little red solo cup, uh, this definitely feels like a spot for uh, the Street Profits to get their comeuppance. Um, and Mike, uh, very very important. I, I point out that Brent Rodriguez just let us know hot dog uh, oh, in the chat. Hot, so hot dog. You know, there you know hot takes are overdone. Uh, we need more hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs. So I'm glad that Brent Rodriguez uh, weighed in. Um, <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt that the Street Profits are taking this. Matt, um, I, I don't know. Is this Andrade and Angel pairing? Is this long for this world? Are they going to keep going and not, not accomplishing anything? <laughs> oh, they love losing to Drew McIntyre. Uh, that's how they do it. That's how they roll. <laughs> no, no I, I, I totally agree. I don't know if, if it makes sense for this, like, for the losing to result in uh, – a championship but I, I think there's there's more for the street profits to do to actually define like let, let's let's get away from the viking raiders um i don't know if you know the feud there even though they, it was like a gentlemanly contest um right. i like i want to see something really get built up built up here if there's if there's one thing that aew does right and they should be taking notes on it's tag team wrestling so let's look over there, see what's going on. And let's do that with the street profits, because uh, I think we've got to show some more respect to their title run. Um, Matt, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to answer. I want you to name a third team on Monday night raw. Go 10, nine, eight, seven, six, uh, five, four, three. (laughs) Wait, I'm not ready. I've been drinking Woodford. Um, all right. I want you Tell to name. Okay. Now I'm going to give you nine seconds to name three tag teams on AEW. Ready? Go. Nine. Eight. The uh, Lucha six, Bros, the Young five, Bucks, and four, uh, Paige three, and two, Omega. One. Boom. You did three in nine seconds. You couldn't do one in 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not like there aren't talented people on Monday Night Raw. They just don't give a hoot about tag team wrestling. I. I love to think that uh, anybody that's watching, and then of course uh, Lawrence and Greg here, just like screaming at the camera, going like just typing up feverishly of the <laughs> their teams <laughs> from the raw side. Um, no, but you know your point has uh, certainly been made there. Um, I want to know believe who... the sweat that's under my pits right now when you said name three AEW tag teams, and I went, oh my god, if I oh come on, uh, wait, who did they name from raw? I'm curious. What was the first name they put? Oh, not not anybody yet, but uh, I, I... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's AEW. That's wait. That's SmackDown. Uh, hold on. Uh, but yeah, you can't say New Day. You can't say the Usos. Uh, you know the Good Brothers uh, are in another company. Yep. Uh, you know the Viking Raiders. Uh, you know uh, Ivar's yeah, losing. He's losing clean. To, you know uh, who's who did he lose to the other day? Uh, was it Angel Garza? Oh my I god! Think he yeah. Ate a clean, yeah, he ate a clean pin from Angel Garza. The Viking Raiders. That, that's over, man. Go home. Well, they've got Raw Underground now. Um, that's Matthew no. Broderick. That's uh, Ferris Bueller. Go home. It's over. The raid is over. 
Close to Raw Underground is we've got a street fight with uh, Seth Rollins and, uh, and Dominic, Mike. Uh, so this weekend, we've got Pat McAfee and, and Dominic making their debuts. Uh, who's more likely to get a win here? Ooh, um, I still think Pat McAfee. With payback around the corner. I still think Pat McAfee. <laughs> God, if yeah. you're going to give me Pat or Dominic, uh, I don't think that Dominic needs to win to win. Um, but I do think that Pat McAfee should win to just really make me mad. But Dominic will still be a hero in all our hearts if he just takes even more abuse <laughs> from Seth Rollins and Murph uh, from the <laughs> Christopher Nolan classic Interstellar. Murph! Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Dominic winning. I don't think we need him to win. I think he just needs to yeah. put up a good fight. That's all. So yeah. I, I think if I had to pick agree. one, I'm putting my money down on... Uh, of Hunter I can look up to, and Pat McAfee. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go Hunter Seth myself on this one too, and Adam Cole look up to. Yeah. <laughs> I can make uh, short jokes, because I'm short too. It's okay. I like uh, I like what Greg says here. Dom got over with the pity points after the Kendo barrage. Um, I, I do completely agree with that. Like, like, he deserves to get in some hits on Seth Rollins uh, for what... Oh, my God. Like... If if any if that gif it's still real to me pertains to any moment in pro wrestling it's it's just showing the images of, of Dominic's body uh, just completely tattered um, good god uh, but yeah no Dom deserves it he deserves to get some shots on Seth and uh, I think I think this is sort of that that like what what you need to see from the start of someone's career to kind of get on board and I think it would be pretty tough for the WWE uh, faithful to kind of go against. Ray Mysterio's son, but that definitely is going to help push everybody further I mean, in the right direction of cheering for him. I, uh, you know, we saw the passion of the Christ, and Jesus didn't win at the end. You know, he, he's he's just a hero because he went through all that. So I don't think Dominic is going to be, uh, you know, suffering and you know carrying a cross and then winning. I think it's just he's, uh, we're going to see him carry the cross, if you will. Not uh, the carrying cross. There, um, there's no better way to transition into the next match. Um, we've got, <laughs> well, let's do this. Um, you've got Asuka fighting both Sasha Banks and Bayley in, uh, in the SmackDown and the Raw Women's Championship matches. Um, I've already said what I'm going to say. Uh, Lawrence let us know that he, he is uh, – he is on board with Oscar winning both matches. Um, Greg, you're hanging around here, man. I am uh, uh, curious to see if you agree with us, but I, I'm saying Oscar's taking both of them, and payback is going to be that opportunity for uh, for Sasha and Bailey. But uh, Mike, how about you? What are you thinking here? I don't think Oscar leaves with both. Um. If only because the biggest money match is still going to be Sasha versus Bailey, and I don't think it means quite as much if they're both titleless, because then Asuka's just kind of going off on her own, and we've we already did somebody two belts, and then we did somebody four belts. Um, so I mean, Asuka would have to single-handedly hold all the tag team gold and the women's Ross and SmackDown titles and the NXT title to 
uh, eclipse what Sasha and Bailey have done. So I think she wins one, and I think some shenanigans happen, and we finally, finally, finally start to take baby steps towards Sasha versus Bailey because that's Ooh, that's what is, the people want. Is Bailey or Sasha are getting payback maybe a week Ooh. from this Sunday maybe? Um, no, I I I can't. I'm not going to sit here and go, come on, what are you talking about? Of course Asuka's going to win both matches. But the argument for it, I still say, is like part, like it, it's sort of like a meta uh, uh, like storyline writing where they're, they're thinking, all right, we're going to get Asuka out of the main event picture. What if <laughs> we let her win both titles at SummerSlam and then she's gone? Like, then she loses at payback. Don't have to worry. You know, like, that is their way of, like, getting rid of Asuka. Because then they get to turn around and say, we don't like Asuka. We gave her both titles at SummerSlam. Shut up, you idiots. So that that's kind of the same way of, like, having Dominic take all those hits. That's how the writers can actually take the hits. They can get all bruised up with the kendo stick by giving Asuka both titles. And then they can walk away and do whatever they want next week. Yeah, I mean, uh... I think if we're going to try and, you know, fantasy book, that's always probably people's least favorite thing to listen to in a wrestling podcast. But oh, no, that's all it's about. The, the trajectory is like, all right, we like seeing these, you know, as the juggler, you want to juggle all three of them and keep them all, you know, up in the air. You don't want one of them to drop. So the best yeah. way to do that might be to have Asuka win, maybe keep, you know, have both of them. And then when we go to payback, you know, we have some sort of triple threat where they're all trying to become the single champion. Um, and then maybe that's where you take that baby step for Sasha and Bailey breaking up. So. Well, we've got uh, Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence is actually uh, he's good with Bailey and Sasha. He he doesn't need to see that. So um, Lawrence, I, I hate to say it, man. I I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if that is the consensus among all wrestling fans. But I mean, I totally get it. Like, how long are they going to stretch this out? Like, if it just keeps going along. How are we, like, what's the payoff at that point? So I, I totally get where you're coming from, Lawrence. And then, uh, Greg, uh, actually, man, we got to turn on our Wiki, Wikipedia brains here. Has Asuka had two belts yet? I, I know, uh, I mean, obviously we're, we're talking about um, the dose straps. We're talking about um, Becky two belts. But I, I think it maybe, is it, is it that time for Asuka? Uh, I, you know, she doesn't really need it. It's just, it's so hard to like change the status quo because these three women as is are doing such a great job. Like <clears throat> Sasha and Bailey are the two of the better heels in all of wrestling right now. And Asuka doesn't even speak English and she still cuts one of the best promos in the company. Um, so for her to even, you know, have to hold gold, she, you know, she doesn't need it. We just watch her boogie down the, the ramp and yell and... <laughs> A language Greg, we don't quite understand. Greg totally disagrees. She needs it. Okay. She needs it. She oh. needs it. I, Greg, I'm with I'm with you, man. Give her both belts. I, I'm I think it I think it's a good route to go. All right, Mike. We're moving on. We've got uh we've got two got matches left here. Where, how do I turn this? There we go. I can't my camera's mirrored, so I okay. keep turning the wrong way. Uh yeah, we've got uh, we've got the Fiend and Braun Strowman. You know, the most interesting thing here is is going to be how this plays out. Like, what what crazy thing they're going to do uh, with the Fiend? I I'm super stoked for just that. 
Uh, but I, I gotta believe the fiend is walking away with the title, right? Traditionally, SummerSlam, we usually get what we want. And I think what we want is Bray Wyatt just doing something. I don't, I don't know if I need him to win. Um, I'm really excited to see how the wild card kind of plays out with Alexa. Uh, they definitely need to incorporate her in some capacity because I think that she really made uh, Braun a more interesting character. Um, when she popped up in that swamp, uh, swamp ass match, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I'm making oh, fun of the name, but swamp the, ass match. I, I'm making fun of the name of it, but the the execution was uh, a you know excellence of execution. That's what that was. Um, when she popped up, I like jumped out of my chair and I was like, "Whoa!" Um, so I'm really excited to see what they do with her. Um, I'm actually a little a little disappointed that Bray and Braun might just be in the ring because um, it just feels like Bray is so far like above and beyond you know what a traditional wrestling match is i I, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing you know another you know outdoor backyard you know uh peewee's playhouse uh you know mr magorium's wonder emporium match Uh, you know any of those would really work for me um that's that's the only thing that i'm i'm not as excited about this match knowing that it's going to have a referee and and rules yeah, yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence is kind of right there with us because he says he doesn't, he doesn't know about this one, uh, which I, I totally agree. Like, I, I think it's so up in the air, too, what, what is actually going to play out. And with Mike, what you just said, I think that's what we want. Like, we want to get something that, that looks like looks like what we got at WrestleMania. I, I think that's so much more fun uh, with The Fiend. I, I, it's, it's tough for me to, to want to watch what happened when it was Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. Like, that's... That's just not good TV if we're gonna if we're gonna put it plainly like that. So I think the so I'm picking the fiend. I'm hoping that they do something really creative. I I'm even fine if it is in the ring and they do something really cool with this Thunderdome camera stuff. Um, and I, I think with all these faces that they're putting up there, I think there's an opportunity there where the fiend uh, can get involved. Uh, but yeah, I think. I think that that's that's the route to go if it is going to be in the ring. Like you've got to do something kooky with this Thunderdome. Um, fingers crossed on that. Uh, so final match, Mike, uh, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, WWE Championship match. We know Lawrence is picking Ric Flair to come in and slam Drew and the cojones. Um, I hmm. I don't know if that one's happening, but I I gotta believe there's a chance now for anybody to win any of these matches. Before I knew payback was going to be next Sunday, I would have said Drew McIntyre hands down. Now that I know there's payback, I'm picking Randy Orton. I think they want to get that title count up. I think they want to have Randy Orton and John Cena at a WrestleMania eventually for a title again um, to have them kind of go over like Ric Flair's total and probably give it to Randy. Uh, well, I think there, if Randy Orton wins, there's one yeah. good thing to come out of that. Um, we'll get to hear Drew be really mad and say, Randy, which is Randy. I think what the people what the people want. Um, no, I I don't think Randy Orton's there to win. I, I think he's there in the same capacity that he was for uh, you know like Kofi Kingston, just a legitimate uh, threat. Um, you know, somebody who doesn't need a you know weapons only stipulation like Dolph Ziggler to look like he has a chance. And um, you know, much like with uh, NXT the night before. I think it's 
I think it's um, um, such a clear cut main event. Like this, this is a big time match because Randy Orton's involved and he's fighting a guy who, you know, handily uh, toppled Brock Lesnar, um, a guy who has more than elevated the value of that championship. Um, it's, you know, for us, you know, it's kind of a dream come true. And, and Drew has just really hit the ground running and it's SummerSlam. I, I don't think this is where you give the belt to Randy. Um, the only thing that we haven't touched on, Matt, is a guy who could definitely put a wrench in all of this stuff. And that is Otis Dozovich. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, we haven't talked oh, about uh, Otis and Tucky in quite some oh time. God. Not seriously. They, they did it. I completely forgot. I completely forgot. God damn you! If you're listening to the brothers of discussion, you heard it here first. Don't don't be surprised. Don't forget Otis exists. He's out there. Um, I hate you so much right now. God damn it! I can't see him pinning Drew McIntyre. I can't see him pinning the Fiend. But my God. He's he's got a briefcase. I don't know when it's gonna come up again. Maybe they, maybe they're just gonna for, have us forget about it, um, or he's just gonna challenge on an episode, random episode of Raw or SmackDown. But it's on the table, man. It's on the table. Well, I, you know, I we do. We do to, have to do a quick shout out here to Amy, who um, uh, she's listening, but it looks like uh, she's trying to comment and can't get the questions out. So. Uh, Amy, we're so happy that you're watching. Uh, everybody that listens to the show knows how often we shout you out. Um, and not often, Amy. no. Uh, Even that's not I, enough. We love you, I'm Amy. I'm so sad that we go live. Honestly, I'm thinking of Amy when we go live. And then her, her commenting thing isn't working, it sounds like. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she sent a message to let us know. Uh, I'm sorry, Amy. Um, but to get back to the match, uh, <sighs> and now the only thing that's going to happen is Otis winning. That's, uh, He's that's not going to win. I just want you nope. to nope. just really, uh, you know, grind, make it grind your molars over there. It's It doesn't make sense. They're not going to have that happen. I, I'm going to need my mouth guard now tonight. I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, we're, we're wrapping up here. We went super long, but uh, we did. huge, massive shout out uh, to Lawrence and Greg, man. I... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Lawrence, Randy uh, versus The Fiend at Survivor Series. Holy shit, is that an awesome... I, I love that, man. Uh, God, could you... Like, this This is... That would be coming to fruition is uh, our, our story where we, we want The Fiend to get back at everybody he's fought previously. Yeah, the revenge so, tour. Yeah. Yeah, he's still going on that revenge tour. So if Ron's on that list, Seth Rollins has been on that list, John Cena's been on that list, Randy Orton is also on that list. Lawrence, you probably just kicked it into overdrive of Randy's uh, chances of winning this Sunday. Very good call. I'm glad I caught that before we signed up. Holy shit. High five, Lawrence. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to come up with like a high five graphic. Uh, that was fucking great. All right, uh, guys, we are signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, again, Lawrence, Greg, uh, Amy for checking in. Uh, sorry we couldn't get the comments in there for you. Yeah, but, um, and uh, we'll you know, see everybody girls, all girls weekend, right too. Our hearts. 
yeah, we'll see everybody all weekend with uh, tweets and memes and all sorts of fun at, stuff. For uh, at BOD Podcast on Twitter, uh, we yep. share our memes here on the on uh, Facebook. If you're watching us live on Facebook, um, and then of course we'll have the show available on our YouTube channel. If you guys want to make sure, uh, take care, Greg. Uh, if you guys want to make sure you don't miss an episode in the future, just subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Facebook. And uh, we did just go live on on Twitter as well, uh, so we'll see how that went and see if. Uh, See if we want to keep going live there. Maybe not, uh, but we'll see what's going on. But follow us at BOD Podcast. It's at brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. And uh, if you could subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, that does the, the most amount of good for the show. And as we continue to grow here, as you see, we actually have the living proof here as we go live for our very first episode. Uh, but it's episode 144. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to keep pushing here. We're going to keep growing, and we're excited to talk to everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope to see you next Thursday for the next episode. All right, thanks, everybody. Have a good one.